Hi everyone, I'm Lisa Lembergs and this week I'll be sitting down with Anisha from Corporate Comms to talk all things customer related. Yes, hi everyone. We're currently getting ready for colleague day, so super, super busy. And as part of that work, we've been working with teams from around the business to bring the customer promise alive. Which means, if you couldn't guess, we'll be chatting through what the customer promise means to us with the various different colleagues from across the business who have all been working behind the scenes to pull it all together. Anisha, please can you introduce our three guests for today's episode? course. So today we're joined by Sue Shah, Executive Director of Customer Experience, Dean Ballard, Head of Customer Insight, and Danielle Carnegie, Organisational Development and Culture Lead. Let's start at the very beginning. Dean, I know that you've been really fundamental to this research. Can you please explain what the customer promise really is? The, the customer promise um, for, for Stonewater is, is a really important part of how we transform our customer service and really improve our customer experiences. You may hear it called something like a value proposition, but it's a, it's a lens through which we should check the services we deliver to our customers to make sure that we're doing the right things at the right time and delivering great customer experiences every time. Excellent. And so what does the customer promise mean to you? I think it's our brand. I think actually it's the essence of what Stonewater's offer to customers really is. I also like to think that it's a filter through which we can judge our everyday decisions in order to make sure that we do deliver against that that brand so that consistently and with energy and with real commitment that we drive forward a, a real customer-focused, customer-excellent approach to the services that we provide. It's really important that we do that in order to make sure that we treat our customers with respect and deliver our services in a way that meets their needs. Excellent. And Danny, being our culture lead, can you explain what the customer promise is from your perspective? Yeah, so I agree with what both Dean and Sue have said. Um, It's really a way of us being able to make those informed decisions for our customers and from an internal perspective as well about how we can make those decisions for our colleagues. Um, We need that really transparent um, in order to deliver results. So, yeah. That's really useful. Thank you. I think it was really interesting hearing about what, you know, the customer promises and what it means to each of you. I mean, it'd be good to really understand how the customer promise was created. We, it's important that a customer promise is not something that's created corporately and then laid across customers and laid across our communications with our colleagues. It has to be created by those customers and created by those colleagues. So I know Dean will go into some of the technicalities around how we created the customer promise, but we very much engaged with our customers across a number of medium and with our colleagues as well. So we needed the to be born out of the business, not just about where people saw themselves on the day that they were being uh, involved, but actually where they wanted to see themselves going forward. We recognise we've got challenges in terms of service delivery. This was about our ambitions, what we wanted to promise our customers, and therefore how we reflected that in a customer promise or a value proposition, as, as Dean's described it as well. I think that makes so much sense when you talk about, you know, the involvement of customers. It feels like that that's what sets us apart from other organizations that we really want to involve them from, you know, the start of these kind of processes. 
Um, so Dean, I think it makes sense to go to you to really hear about how we got customers involved. Yeah, sure. We um, we did a lot of customer involvement in to shape the the customer promise as you'd expect. But we we started off by working very closely with a social research agency called Opinion Research Services, and they worked really closely with us to devise a series of both qualitative and quantitative interviews, uh, which we held with a representative group of our customers, and to also um, help us facilitate four face-to-face workshops, three of which were done with our existing customers, and one which was very, very interesting to observe was done with future or potential customers. And the purpose of all of those interviews and those workshops where we spoke to over 350 customers was to understand the answers to some very challenging questions that really shaped our customer promise. Those questions included, what do our tenants want or expect from a landlord? Is Stonewater a good landlord? Which services that Stonewater provides are most important to each resident? What do they most need from their home? And what does an ideal landlord look like? And by getting the answers to those questions, we were able to really inform and shape what the customer promise looked like. Some of the, some of the answers that came back were really, really interesting and quite challenging. Um, the, they, they split into kind of two broad areas. The first was around practical bricks and mortar issues around the property. And the second moved into more emotive or conceptual choices for residents. So the bricks and mortar things were, were as you'd expect, um, the expectation of having a working heating system in a property which, does, which isn't damp, um, having outdoor access to outdoor space or a garden, having uh, adequate working kitchen facilities or enough space and bedrooms for their family, and also having their repairs completed in good time. And then the more emotive conceptual aspects that came back through the research included being reliable, being responsive and being approachable as a landlord, being able to offer secure tenancies at an affordable rent level and also operating with fairness and understanding of circumstances of each customer, but also being able to create homes rather than just let properties. And those those were really the most important themes that came back through it. Um, We could talk for hours about the research because we went into such detail and got some really, really uh, involved customers to to tell us what was what they really thought about us and what they want from their landlord in the future. It's so interesting hearing about that and like the level of detail that you went into to really understand what our customers not only you know want from us but what they need from us. Um, Danny, you're obviously involved in everything when it comes to anything internal. So could you let us know how what your role was in help creating the customer promise? Yeah, so I sort of ran focus groups alongside parallel to what Dean has just mentioned. So fairly similar, um, but with an internal colleague perspective. Um, So at that time, we had a mix of customer facing roles and back office colleagues. Um, And we also did a little side project around unconscious bias. So understanding really how our colleagues felt about our customers and what they wanted to do and it for them and how they could improve the service that they offer. Um, So similarly to Dean, we asked colleagues two questions. One was what colleagues believe should be included in our customer promise. 
and the other was around examples of what they liked and disliked from outside companies. So we looked at things like Amazon, Apple, Nike, um, and we also had some drawn up by Denise in communications. Um, so colleagues were, as you can imagine, very opinionated on what they liked <laughs> and what they didn't like, which is great. Um, and our strongest theme that came out across every workshop that we did was empathy, um, which isn't really a surprise, is it? Um, we had um, words that we used like um, we want to be reliable, we want to be genuine. Um, and then we had other things like they said that they wanted to offer a personal and tailored service for our customers. They want to be able to listen and understand and have the time to do that. Um, and also, interestingly, exactly what Dean just said, people were saying it's our it's our tenants homes. It's not our property. Um, so that's a really consistent theme that we found throughout. Um, another thing that colleagues didn't like was sort of words like transactional and target and numbers um, and just wanted to keep things really short and simple and personal, like I've said previously. I think that says a lot. I mean, the idea that empathy really just underpins our customer promise and therefore mm. everything that we do, you know, it, it's really indicative of the approach we want to take. Yeah, exactly. I agree as well. And I think it's it's really nice and inspiring to hear everybody talk about how the business wants us to be really genuine and we want to be able to provide people with homes, not just bricks and mortar. It's not just a property. We have got people living and their families sharing that that home and that community. So it's, it's so nice and inspiring to hear that that was coming through those workshops. So Danny, you've obviously just spoke about what our colleagues like and dislike around the numbers and the targeting. What were the real key areas that were identified um, where we'd want to start making additional changes or additional steps to address? Um, so we split things into, we split themes into four sections. So one of the strongest was around being proactive and not reactive. Um, and I guess the last six months, I really don't want to use the word COVID, but I've just done it. Um, I think we've really <laughs> shown how we can be proactive and not reactive to a situation. We've learned so many lessons, um, a lot around collaboration, people wanting to work together on different projects and across different directorates. Um, and also just really ensuring that customers are the, are the main focus of everything that we do and everything that we say and we keep our promises. Yeah, and that's really important, isn't it? Because we talk about what matters to our customers matters to us. And actually by putting them at the heart and giving us the autonomy and the empowerment to be able to really get under the skin of a customer's problem or challenge or difficulty just makes us stronger as an organisation. And actually it, it is about supporting our customers and taking them on that journey. Sue, from, from a director and a real leadership point of view, are you able to share with us some areas identified as to where we need to take additional steps to address our customers' needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the important thing is that we recognise that, that customers' expectations, customers' asks are exactly the same as our asks as customers. And, and nothing in terms of our research or our drafting of the customer promise changed that that view. That our customers really want honesty, respect, understanding, empathy. We've used all of those words, but they also want resolution. They want us to be there when they need us. They want the right person to do the task in hand efficiently. Now, 
it's really easy to take from that, that a customer promise basically means you just do everything or you immediately arrive in person on site to deliver a role that someone is asking us for, or that by making it easy, it means that we don't concentrate on efficiency. And the customer promise means none of that. It actually means getting under the skin of what customers are actually saying to us. So the honesty bit is about saying when we can help and when we can't. But when we can't, we still believe that that person needs some support. And therefore, the way we communicate um, our response to that ask is to give guidance about how customers might find an alternative solution. But it's the honesty bit, um, the credibility part that's important in the customer promise. It's not about us saying that we will do everything immediately and in a way that, that absolutely meets the expectation that we do it now and we do it personally. Because that goes back to to what Danny's just said. You know, we've learned an awful lot during the last few months that a lot of our service can be delivered quickly, efficiently and resolve the issue for the customer actually by doing it in a different way. And ultimately, everything we do as a business is about delivering services to customers, but it's about delivering services in a way that's efficient. Why is that important? Because ultimately... We now live in a society where our customers actually will need us even more. Um, The expectation is that we're going to step into that space and provide it. So the the customer promises about how we manage, how we learn from what customers are asking us to do and how we then turn that into a business offer. And that business offer fundamentally has to fit alongside the tone of voice, the empathy, the honesty, the respect the practicality, the delivery, the right person to do that task as efficiently and as quickly as possible to resolve that issue. Customers are just like us. They want us to to be responsible as a business to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the way you summarise that at the end really resonates as, as being a customer, as Danny mentioned we spoke to the business and done lots of research around other organizations and companies. And actually, as a customer, you are right. We want that resolution, but we want that human at the end of that. And it is about being really authentic and tailoring their approach and our approach dependent on that, that customer's needs and requirements at that given time. Dean, how about from your perspective, what are the key areas that were identified by customers that Stonewater need to take additional steps for? Yeah, sure. A a lot of the feedback from customers that was that Stonewater had a lot of the attributes of their ideal landlord. Um, We we were helpful, we were friendly, reliable, approachable for the most part, but it wasn't all positive. There were certainly um, issues raised about the condition of, of certain properties and a lack of responsiveness from Stonewater. Some customers felt our contractor partners could be unreliable and inconsistent, and there was a need for an improvement in that area. And also issues were raised about um, estates or antisocial behaviour. But generally speaking, I think with our customer promise, we'll be in a a really good position to improve those areas. Because for me, it's all about taking personal responsibility for resolving our customers' issues and being responsive and doing the right things at the right time. So we recognise our customers as individuals and we listen to them and we treat them with empathy. 
Yeah, and that's so important, isn't it, to look at it as a collective. So it's not just about the customer on the phone. Actually, what is the condition of the property? What, how responsive are we? What, what are our contractors doing? Because ultimately, those contractors are the face of Stonewater. They are a representation of our organisation. So it's so important that as a collective, we are all joined up and we've got the same values and, and approach to dealing with those customers. That's, that's absolutely right. I was going to say the term I've heard used a lot is they have our, our brand in their hands and they, yeah. they deliver for our customers on our behalf. So they need to really live and breathe our customer promise as much as we do. I think that you are 100% right. And the idea that, you know, not only do we want our customers feedback, we really want to implement those changes to make their journey that much better and ensure that we are meeting their needs. And also, you know, with our smile on our face, I think customer service is so important just for that reason. And, you know, from your perspective, how do you think the customer promise will influence, you know, the actual processes we have at Stonewater moving forward, especially being in quite difficult, sort of uncertain times? I think for me, the the customer promise needs to really simplify some of our processes so that we we get to the, the root cause of the issue for our customers quicker and we're able to resolve the things that we need to resolve in a really timely fashion but also through managing their expectations. Most customers are reasonable most of the time. So if we explain to them the the circumstances within which we're working, they will understand that our services aren't operating as they would normally do because of the external um, variables and external factors going on. But actually it's important to have that adult to adult conversation with our customers so that they understand and they, they will then be more patient and they'll allow us to deliver what we need to deliver Definitely. I think the importance of that adult to adult relationship was, you know, it, it definitely was a shift for a lot of organizations, whereas perhaps before we would have been, you know, more adult to child, which actually customers really don't want. I know that myself as a customer in, you know, other in other situations, I, I, I really would like the adult adult relationship. Um, Sue, it'd be really great to hear from you about how you think it will influence our processes going forward during during these sort of times? Um, yeah, it's. I, I think I said right at the very beginning, I think that the, the customer promise is our brand. It's the essence of Stonewater and it's what we want to achieve as an organisation. I think that in itself means that if we don't use this approach to challenge our ways of working, so our processes, our, our ways of arranging our people, our ways of communicating and, and how we use our tone of voice in our communications, then we're not going to achieve. The, the, the customer promise will just be merely a set of words on a piece of paper and, and none of us want it to be that. We want it to be real and live and influential. I think the the situation we find ourselves in, in terms of, of COVID and the pandemic is that that's actually placed on us responsibilities to be able to continue to deliver services regardless of the environment that we're working in, in a way that's safe for our customers and safe for our colleagues. So we've had to change. And in doing that change, we've been able to to be influenced by the research that we've undertaken, but also our customer at the heart commitment through the, the customer promise. It's also provided, though, opportunities. And those opportunities are that that customers have been very forgiving during a time of change when they honestly believe we're doing our best to deliver a service for us to test out and learn 
with our new approaches as to how it's landed with customers, how it's landed with colleagues, and then to change that and be really agile in the way that we are implementing changes to our services. So I think that the top line is it's important that, that it influences anyway the customer promise. The second is actually the current operating environment has given us tremendous permission to try things that perhaps previously we would have been nervous about the consequence um, of that. And I think that the, the final piece then is it's demonstrated that actually you can deliver services in a different way. So you don't have to be so traditional in your approach if you go back to the basics of honesty, clarity, empathy delivering a service in the right way by the right person in the most efficient way. You can go back to basics and reconstruct something that actually breaks some of the traditional approaches that we've adopted historically. So I think that the current operating environment, if anything, um, has a positive that it, it has allowed us to drive this agenda forward out of necessity and opportunity. Um, and that, that's got to be positive. I really like the the outlook that you have on you know the current situation and seeing the opportunity that's there. I think it's 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 super refreshing when sometimes you know we've been faced a lot in the last couple of months with all the negativity and all the the difficulties but you're right there is there is so much opportunity to try new things and adapt and make things better from what they were. Absolutely. And I think it's not just opportunity it's responsibility. You know, we've got a responsibility to be the best we can in an environment where our customers traditionally will be more impacted by the, the, the wider economic consequence of the pandemic. So for me, it's a moral responsibility um, and one that I take incredibly seriously. And I know that the people that I work with take it very seriously too. Definitely. And I think it says a lot about our organisation in general. And I mean, Danny, from your perspective, I'm really interested to hear because obviously we're we're both in you know non-customer facing roles our customers are our colleagues so for you how do you think the customer promise will influence processes and experiences at Stonewater moving forward? I think just as Sue was speaking I was thinking about that and actually the as much as the customer promise obviously is for our external customer it's so important that we live that internally too um, so whereas if something matters to a colleague, no matter how big or small it is, it needs to matter to us as well. And we want to be able to help them through that journey. Um, I think we actually have a duty to our colleagues to be able to do that. Um, and using the customer promise internally helps us make some of those decisions. Ultimately, if our colleagues are happy, then our customers are going to be happy too, because we know that then we'll be providing the best service we can. Um, and that just echoes through across the whole organisation. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Danny. <laughs> That's really interesting. You mentioned that, Danny, obviously being within the people team myself is actually as well as obviously look at this in terms of customers, external customers and, and residents, but actually my immediate customers in a lot of my role are our internal colleagues and actually what service am I delivering to them and for them. So to help bring this to life a little bit, Danny, are you able to share what feedback Stonewater has had about the customer promise, whether it's internal or external? 
So internally, um, we are starting to launch it. I think we've been drip feeding. So I'm sure you'll agree with me on this is that we've kind of been drip feeding the customer promise over the last year. When I was looking earlier, we did these original workshops back in July 2019, which feels, well, it was a long time ago. So we've been we've been drip feeding this through the organisation as opposed to doing a big launch. Um, and I think that with that, colleagues do have lots of questions um, around how, how does that work in reality? And it's just, you know, for me, it's a little bit about experimenting. It's okay. You've got permission to think of that customer promise and think, right, that really matters to that customer. I might not be able to offer them exactly what they want today, but we're going to come up with a resolution for them. I'm going to research it. I'm going to find out from my manager or maybe another colleague in a different team what that what that answer can be for them and really really help our customer um so colleagues have been um like i say lots of questions at the moment we are launching our my customer promise program um in the next few weeks um so i think that will really help colleagues be able to bring that to life and use the customer promise to make informed transparent decisions and just you know be able to do their jobs that's all anybody really wants isn't it to just do the job to the best of their ability and that's my job is to make sure that they've got the tools in place to be able to do that yeah and and i love the way that you talk about that because generally people do want to make other people happy and we do want to go above and beyond to make sure that that person has all that they need and they're given the support and actually by having the customer promise and listening to everything you've all been saying we are really pushing those boundaries with that and we are seeing the bigger picture we are loosening the constraints and we are allowing people to really take it personally and make decisions based on that individual customer and that is just so so important. Dean, how about you? Have you received any feedback, whether it be internal or external? Mainly, um, mainly internally, because we, we've not launched it externally yet. It's going to be included in the customer annual review, which we're launching in the next couple of weeks to customers. But um, the internal stuff is very much, as Danny said, a lot of, a lot of questions, um, a lot of people quite excited Feeling of feeling of empowerment because we we want our colleagues to make the right decisions and do the right things, and they they they, they find that quite exciting to be able to where in the past they've perceived to be kind of controlled by bureaucratic processes that actually if it's the right thing to do they'll be able to go that that um, that step further and deliver that for our customers. But I think from a customer perspective, what what will um, bring it to life for them is actually a change in the services we deliver and the customer experiences that we deliver. If they see our staff going that extra mile, making it, so going out of their way, making it personal, resolving their issue um, and feeding back to them, I think customers will think this is a great thing for us to have as an organisation and a really important part of, of what we do at Stonewater. So this really is at the heart of everything that you do. Have you had much feedback or any thoughts from people around the organisation on this customer promise? Um, I think just echoing what 
Dean says about the external customer, um, we, you know, we haven't launched this formally yet. We're doing that shortly. I think from a customer perspective, you know, I use the phrase, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. I don't think customers actually care about <laughs> phrases. I don't think they care about strategies. I don't think they care about documents or even policies, if I'm honest. They're, they're guidance in terms of the way that we operate as a business. From a customer's perspective, they just want the service and they want it delivering in a way that they feel is respectful of, of them and treats them like human beings and the adults that, that they are. So I think Dean's absolutely right. Um, we haven't had formal feedback. I don't expect to have formal feedback because I expect to be held accountable for, for something that we put in place to influence the way that the business is working. In the spirit of honesty, internally, I think we've got a bit of a game of two halves going on. Um, I think some of our colleagues are absolutely lapping it up in terms of this is, you know, sort of manna from heaven that people are going to be empowered to, um, and even now are increasingly being empowered to design services around the easiest way for colleagues to be able to deliver their role and therefore to create the capacity for them to do other things that add value um, to that that service offer. I think some people will always embrace that. They want to put customers at our heart. And I think that we've also got some people who are scared and actually thinking, I quite like rigid procedures. I quite like being told exactly how to do something because then I'm not at risk of getting it wrong. And and we've got to work with those people as well to ensure that people see the positives in terms of the ability to make jobs much more interesting um, and to make them much more rewarding. So I do think that, that we've got a bit of a game of two halves going on amongst our colleagues. Some people have come very quickly to embracing this whole new way of working. Some people will take longer and some people may just hate it and think, I really don't want this um, flexibility to achieve an, an output rather than being defined significantly on how I actually do that. So I think it's going to be a whole blend as we go forward. Yeah. And and I'm sure our listeners, as I do, really appreciate your honesty around that because you are right. It is a complete shift in the in our dynamics and our culture and the way that we are going to move forward as an organisation. So you are right. There will be some people who are maybe nervous around the, the shift and the transformation. Um, and hopefully via these podcasts and the comms and all the support we're giving our colleagues, we'll be able to really demonstrate how we, we can kind of support them on that journey. Yeah, most definitely. And I suppose as a, as a final note for me, it's, it's just been really interesting today just to really hear about how this started. So from the very back in the beginning, all of the research with the, the third party organisation and really involving our customers to help shape our promise and kind of how it's now evolved and, and kind of the, our tone of voice and all of our, our processes that are going to really support and drive that. Anisha, what, what are your thoughts? What have you got out of today? For me, I think that I... When, when Sue said that, you know, I don't think the customers really care about the corporate messaging, I I personally really resonate with that. And for me, you know, the proof really is in the pudding. And I can really tell that this isn't just corporate messaging to Stonewater. This is really going to be embedded. It's really going to change some of the ways that we work and hopefully really make everybody's experience of Stonewater being customers or colleagues just so much more positive and personal um, so I really appreciate everybody's time today. Thank you so much.
Yeah, it's been really insightful. And I know that for me, it's it makes me feel really inspired and really proud to work for an organisation like Stonewater, who are making shifts in the way we move forward and, and the way that we offer our services. So thank you so, so much to all of you for joining us today. And for all of our colleagues listening, if anyone would like any more information about the customer promise, then please visit our place or speak directly to your line manager. Yes. And please don't forget to join us for episode two, where we'll be talking more about what the customer promise looks like in practice, whether you're in a customer facing role or in corporate services. We'd love for you to tune in to our next episode of On The Air, which will be available within the next couple of days. 